Okay. Well, let's stand aside. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let me tell you what we're doing. Okay, so I, I decided to switch tracks and do something completely different uh, from what we've been doing the last six weeks or so. Now, last week, we heard testimony of a number of people that were healed by God here, or being healed by God here. We've, we've heard about great answers to prayer of prayers that we have prayed. How many love to see prayers answered? Huh? <laughs> How many know that that is part of our glorious inheritance? That, that the hard things of life are the very things that we commit to the Lord and then we watch God do them. That's right. That's right, Maria. You have a prayer? Yes, I know you have a prayer. Do we stop praying? No, we keep asking. I keep asking. I keep asking until we see the power of God. Now, it, it, it amazes me how we forget that we are empowered by God. The incomparable great power for us who believe. Incomparable, you know, it's not like I'm going to lift a thousand pounds. That's not the incomparably great power. The incomparably great power that we have is we have the ability to partner with God to see God do amazing things on the earth. So we're not surprised. We do, and that's why I'm here on Sunday. Every day, every Sunday, reminding you guys, don't forget, don't forget who you are, don't forget who God is, don't forget what God's call is on your life, what your purpose is. Don't forget. Right? And then you guys have to remind yourselves and each other in fellowship throughout the week. It doesn't happen just on Sundays. If you only fill up your car when it's out of gas, one day you might actually be out of gas, and that would stink. Then you'd really need someone. So instead, you try to keep it, keep it going, right? You guys with me? All right, so far, so good. So we have this incomparably great power. So when we pray and we see God turn things around, we're not surprised because God, that's what he wants to do. That's part of his kingdom come, his will be done, right? Now, I have seen, I've been walking with the Lord for a long time now. I used to be young. Then I got older. And I've seen a pattern of the Lord throughout my life that no matter what I have committed to prayer, I have seen him do it. Every prayer? Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes God doesn't want me just using him. Now, you know this, right? That sometimes we just use God. He's like a tool that we have in our tool belt, right? It's like when I can't fix something, then I go, oh, I need my God tool. And you pull out your God tool and you say, okay, let's fix this thing. But God always wants to teach us to flip that because it's not about using God as a tool. It's about God using us as a tool, right? Where he says to us, I want to use you. And the way he does that is he, he has us partner with him in prayer and activity. You guys good so far? So today I want to talk about uh, the prayers that God always answers. Everyone, I mean, he always answers every prayer. Sometimes he says no, sometimes he says not yet, sometimes he says okay. But we, we see prayer from this very human standpoint, whereas we're trying to ask God to do something or to give us something from this flat line instead of being with God, 
right? What, what does it, we read? We, that we'd have the wisdom and revelation so that we would know him better. When you know him better, then you can pray the prayers that he wants you to pray. How many want a better prayer life? How many, if I asked you, how's your prayer life? You go, eh, it's about the same as it was last year and the year before. How, right? Oh, some of you. Some of that, that's true. I mean, some of you would, would get, like, feel guilty if I said, how's your prayer life? And I was thinking about that because we all actually feel a little guilty when we're asked that question. Because there's something intuitive in us that says, I'm supposed to be partnering with God. Because that's what prayer is, right? It's getting with Him and saying, Lord, what do you want to do? Now, in my 30-some years of ministry and all this kind of stuff, I've, I've seen our, our church grow. We've planted churches and we've started schools. Uh, we, we've started a school in India. We started a school in Guatemala. We started a school in Santa Clara. All impossible. But possible when you partner with God, right? Because God loves to do miraculous stuff when we go to Him. All right, so... I want to talk about three things that God, uh, three answers to prayer that God always answers. You ready? Uh, the first one is, use me. Use me, God. When you say, use me, God, he takes that seriously. I made the, 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 the unfortunate mistake of telling God to use me when I was 23 years old. I said, Lord, if you can use me, use me. And he said, oh, really? This should be fun. I finally found somebody that was willing to give it all, at least in that moment, to be used. And I said, Lord, what can you do? And he says, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you how to serve other people. I'm going to teach you to be obscure because I must increase and you must decrease. Because that's what happens when you say, use me you don't get the spotlight, <laughs> right? You get, you know, you, you get to be invisible so that Jesus can shine through. So where did God put me? I was part of a new startup church, and I remember meeting the pastor for the first day. And this is what he did to me. I don't have a prop here. But he said, hi, it's good to meet you. And then he handed me a cord and said, can you help me with this? Now, I didn't recognize that was the path to ministry. I thought, maybe I can speak like him someday. Maybe I can be a good preacher guy, good pastor guy. No, pick up the cord. Use me. Use me anywhere. Where can you use me? Where can God use you? Anybody? Anybody? Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere, everywhere. But you have to say, use me. All right. Does anybody here want to be useful to God? Okay. Say, use me. All right. Use me, Lord. Use me in amazing ways, which means obscure. Right? Now, what... See, when you get to, to heaven, you're going to see things as they really are. God is going to show you your life as it really was. 
The prayers that you thought, oh, I'm just going to say this prayer for this person to be healed, God's going to say, look at, you know, look at this, what happens. I mean, I, we've been through so many seasons at, at our, as you can see at our church. <laughs> you know, I love the pandemic season. God wants to strip some stuff away. And we're like, where's that? Where's our, what happened to our worship team? Oh, they all moved to, <laughs> they all moved out of town. It's like, okay, we're, we're going. And so, so never be jaded by what you see here on earth because the kingdom has massive ramifications, right? In fact, I, I love Paul. His last book, is writing to Timothy, he says, I have no one. Can you bring me my parchments? I remember reading that one time and God saying, that is successful ministry. Say what? I thought successful ministry was big churches and lots of activity. Now, would you guys think that, would you consider Paul successful? Anybody here would consider Paul the Apostle successful? And yet at the end of his life, he didn't have to see anything here because everything he needed to see was out there. Because he had invested his life, he said, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me, Lord, use me. Okay. Now, most of my prayers are give me prayers. Give me this, give me that, give me some more of that. Definitely give me more of that. You too? Uh, and he's, every once in a while, you know, I mean, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed, you know. But, and he has given me more than I can imagine. But I don't need to ask for giving anymore. <laughs> it's like, I got it. But I do need to continue to ask him to use me each and every day. The reason that we're still here on this earth is because God wants to use you. Now, let's, let's talk for just a minute about how God might use you. Because a lot of times when we think, how can I be useful? We think uh, that we have to do something dynamic. But that's not the case. When we pray for others, and especially for those that are closest to us, you know that we always start in the first circle. The first, well, you're in the first circle, and then it goes from there. Praying for your family. Does anybody have any family member that's not a Christian yet? Huh? That's, okay. Nephew, I know you. You've won all your family to Christ. We, we, we. But see, it's because you said, "Use me." I know, and and you continue, and I I want I want to continue to ask the Lord, to use me in the lives of those around me. Now, now, how many have ever shared the gospel with someone close to you, like a family member? How'd that go? Sometimes it goes good, sometimes it goes bad. But as, as we see, the Lord still, it, we, we continually say, Lord, use me, use me in their lives. Now, a lot of times we come with this full frontal, like, here's Jesus, uh, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But still, what happens is as we cultivate our life and we pray, God will start to bring them to you instead of you having to go to them. Okay. So, Lord, use me for your glory. Let's say it. Go ahead. Use me for your glory. Do you mean it? Okay. Now let's get activated. All right. Second prayer. Make me like you. 
Okay, there, thank you. All right, second prayer that God always answers is make me like Jesus. In Romans chapter 8, it says that he wants us, God, who, for those who God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that we might be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. He wants to use us, but the way he starts to use us is by making us like him. Now, what are some areas that he can make us like him? You guys can talk to me. It's a smile. I like that. To have joy. Boy, you know, I mean, Christians that, that all they do is suck lemons, uh, they're not very attractive, are they? It's like, yeah, all is lost. In, in fact, I've heard it a number of times today, uh, people that have the perspective that, that things are going really poorly on the earth. Now, if you, if you watch the news... There's a lot of death and destruction and, and stuff. I mean, and we, we know that the enemy's still working, right? His, his job, kill, steal, destroy. Kingdom of God, God's job, restore, defeat the works of, en- of the enemy, right? And what he wants to do, though, is create in us that Christ-likeness so that we can be Jesus in the earth. And one of the ways that we can be Jesus is remind people that God is winning. Can I say it again? God is winning. Now, you look, God is winning. You look at the news and you go, man, God is losing. Nope, the kingdom of God is moving forward right now. And sometimes God uses the, the trauma of the earth to waken people up for their need for the ultimate reality, and that is their need for God. Okay? All right, back to... Back to the second. Make, make me like Jesus. Now, so some of the ways, what are some other ways you guys can make me like Jesus? Let's just go through, let's just go through the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Okay. Could God possibly make you more loving? Hmm? I know this morning I'm driving, and I'm like, I am not the most loving person. And I have to catch myself and say, I love you. I love you. Please go to driving school. No, <laughs> okay. But part of, say, part of this prayer is, Lord, make me more loving. Do you know that Jesus said that the signs of, this, of the disciples is that they love one another? Has anybody in any church not loved somebody else? Have you ever seen that? You know, I, I was reading John 17. He says, oh, make them one as we are one. And, and I'm, I think about how many, there's, there's like 40,000 different denominations. Did you know there's 40,000 different, and, and new ones being born every day. In fact, we, we, you might get mad at me and start a new denomination. I don't know. You know, you know and because that's the work of the enemy. But the work of Christ is teach me to love people beyond their opinions, beyond their political you know, ways. Teach me how to be unified in Christ. And one of the reasons that I don't, I don't spend a lot of time in politics, I could, is because I see the kingdom of God. And in the, where the kingdom of God is and where the citizens of the kingdom of God are, that's where the real work gets done. Right? Because do you know we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light? Do you know that we're living in a different dimension as Christians? 
Are you okay? Okay. So you're loving, love, joy. We already talked about that. Smile at someone. Smile at me. Everybody smile at me, baby. Come on. You know, I mean, sometimes I get upset with people when I should be smiling at them. I should be greeting them with a holy kiss. Okay. Love, joy, peace, patience. Okay, let's just stop there. Make me like Jesus. Did did I say this is a prayer? Say, make me like Jesus. Go ahead. Make me like Jesus. And teach me patience. And teach me patience. See, some, some people go, oh, you know, don't ask for patience because then God will give you trials. Do you want to be like Jesus? Jesus was patient. If you say, oh, don't pray for patience, he'll give you trials then maybe you need some trials. Oh, didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Okay. We can go through the character of Christ. Self-control. Oh, that's a good one. It's one I'm working on all the time. How about you? I was talking to some of the other day, and I, I was talking about, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always studying my Spanish. I'm always reading books. I, I, I read, you know, one to two books a week, I, I, I try. And she says, I should stop looking at my phone so much. <laughs> I'm like, probably true. Probably should throw the phone, throw the TV sets. Throw, you know, what, what, look, imagine what you could accomplish in Christ if you got rid of all the stuff that's keeping you from being useful to him. All right? Make me like Jesus. I don't think Jesus would have spent a lot of time on social media. Because he was making the news. Don't you want to be the one that's making the news? That they're filming you being kind? Okay, just kidding. All right, here we go. So, God's plan for us is to become just like Jesus. At whatever point that you're not in that space, then you say this prayer, make me like Jesus. Now, what, does, what happens when, when, that, when you ask that question? When you, when you pray that prayer. He answers it. Do you want dynamic answers to prayer? Ask this one. And all of a sudden you'll realize your life is starting to change dynamically because he'll ask you to do things that you're not comfortable with. Why do I try to stretch you in worship every time we gather? It's because I want you to be completely free to worship Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and not worry about the people around you and going, I wonder what people would think if I was really crazy for Jesus. Do you think Jesus was really crazy for Father God? Do you think people looked at Him and said, man, that dude is strange. He's always off trying to be with God and stuff. I want to be that guy. I want people to say, he was this person that sought God. You too? Go ahead, Dennis. I've always heard this term. The greatest ability is availability. Ooh, I like that. But what's the next step after that? Make yourself available. Okay. Good question. Okay. Dennis asks, uh, how, what's the next thing after we say, use me, God, or make me like you, God? is to obey. But 
the, here, and, and I'm, I'm completely with you here because a lot of times we feel stumped. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And that's why, you know, we, we read this verse earlier that he would give, you know, pray that he would give you wisdom and revelation so that you could know him better. I practice listening for the voice of God every day. In fact, I practice trying to listen to him all day, which is very difficult because my brain tends to be more clogged with me than God. But learning how to hear the voice of the Lord, this is what the Lord says to me every morning. Good morning. Because I say good morning. I say, good morning, Lord. That's the first thing I do every morning when I wake up. I say, good morning, Lord. And, and I, I say, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven today. And he says, okay, we're, in, we're off to a good start. And then he tells me, I love you. Pretty much every day, just like my wife does. It's a good thing. And he says, I love you, because that's, my, that's the place from which I'm able to launch my life each day, is knowing and hearing him say, I love you. Because God's not saying, you know, you know, like, I need you to do something for me. He first says, I need you to let me love you so that you will be loving to all those that are around you. Okay, I, I can't even tell you all the things God shared with me this morning. It's it it's it, now you're going, man. This guy's he's got wisdom and revelation. I'm I'm not trying to say that I'm like spiritual, but it's 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 simple. When you're a child of God, the Father wants to talk to His kids, and so to Dennis, to your point, practice hearing His voice and then saying go. Than, than doing that. And I guarantee you, because it's, it's happened to me, my whole life has been this, yes, Lord, having him say, okay, go. And me saying, okay, I'm on it. Okay? And then everything that's happened around me is because I've said yes. Do you guys want that life? You don't want my life, but you want a life where the Lord is, is saying Yes, yes. Gosh, I'm never going to get. So is that simple enough? Because I, I, I think that a lot of times we make spiritual stuff like spiritual means strange or difficult. And it's really simple. Go pick up the cord. All right. Last but not least for today, because I, I'm, I'm going to talk about some other prayers that we can that we pray that God will always answer. If you say use me, Lord, he will use you. I guarantee you. If you say make me like Jesus, I guarantee he'll put things in your life and people in your life so you'll become like Jesus. And the last one though is is restore me. How many feel fully connected to God right now? Like fully connected. Yeah. Yeah, because we're still working on it. But the, the glory of the gospel is that God has removed every obstacle from us from being able to be face-to-face with him. He has fully restored us. And yet we 
have in our mind and in our activity, sometimes through our sin. Sin is, is missing the mark, right? Has anybody sinned this week? I sinned this morning. I told you. I, I, I just looked at, at a person and I, and I had a thought that was unbecoming of the Lord. It's not the thought the Lord would have had for that person. And I said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to be that person. I want to be like you, that when every person I look on, I'm like, wow, I wonder how I could love them better. And I begin to pray for them. My neighbor was walking his dog, and I'm like, Walter, pray for Walter. May the revelation of God come to Walter this morning. He walks his dogs every day, and I forget to pray for him. I was like Jesus for a minute, and then I was like me for the rest rest of my drive. Okay. Restore me. The Lord wants to remove, he has removed everything, but now he wants to really remove everything from you that keeps you from being able to have this full front, face-to-face relationship with him. I've been, you know, my, I've, I've shared my anger about uh, the, the pandemic and the use of masks. I don't care if I get sick or don't get sick with the use of masks. I'm not making a, a statement about that. But I do know that any time we hide our face from one another, that that can't be God. I would rather die, I would, than have to not see you for who you are. And Jesus, when he stood before us, he said, I want to see you face to face. Right? In fact, it even says in 1 Corinthians, it says, when the veil was taken away, we were able to see him for who he was. Anyway, when you say, restore me, you begin to sense the pleasure of God for who he has made you in his son. Uh, The whole first chapter of Ephesians is this wonderful thing. Do you know how much pleasure God gets from being with you. And yet we have stuff in our way. So let me, I wasn't expecting a talking like this this morning, but I am. So in Psalm 139, verse 23, 24, David says, he says, search me, God. So you want to be, the first way to be restored is to say, search me, God. Go ahead, say it. Search me, God. Search me, God. Okay, this is a prayer. Okay. And, and see if there's any hurtful way in me, wicked way in me. Is there anything in your heart that is keeping you from being fully in front of God this morning? Anybody? And I ask that. I say, Lord, search me. And know what he does? He says, I found something. Found something between me and you. Like the way you were looking at those people this morning. I've got lots of them. There's still a sinner that's trying to lurk within my bones minute by minute. And then he, he, he finds it. And then I can choose whether I'm going to let him remove that, which is called conviction. <laughs> you know, I'm always afraid when, when I talk to people and they don't have anything to confess. That means the conviction of God is missing, which means the Spirit of God is missing, because when the Spirit of God comes to you, first thing He does, 
convicts us of sin, righteousness, and the judgment to come, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. Okay, so you say, search me, Lord. Convict me, Lord. And then you say these beautiful words. Forgive me, Lord. Okay, go ahead and say it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want to have a better face-to-face relationship with Jesus than I've ever had. I've had fun walking with the Lord to this point. i got to say, I'm enjoying my relationship with Jesus. I sense his pleasure, and I get great pleasure by being with him. But do you think it's enough? Do you think there's anything that's enough? It's kind of like my, you know, been married for 30, what did I say, 35 years this year, 35. <laughs> I'm an old guy. You think I know my wife fully? No. You think I could learn more about her? Yeah. Okay. So forgive me from what's standing in the way of us. And I knew we were going to, this is our first Sunday of the month, so we're going to receive communion together. So why don't we go ahead and I want to hand out those elements and get get those going. Now, the question I've got is, will you guys pray these three little prayers with me this week? They're simple, right? Use me, Lord. Make me like Jesus, Lord. Restore me fully, Lord. I don't want anything between me and the Lord. going to sing an old song for you. Thank you, Dean. <clears throat> A song I was reminded of. Can I, you might want to turn me down because I think I'm going to sing. <laughs> In fact, you could probably pull it up for me. Could you pull up I stand in awe of you. The glory of technology. You know that every time that I lead worship here, I'm always thinking of songs that will put me right there with the Lord. And it always comes to this place of God's glory and awesomeness. 
in this old song? Did you find it? Or is it so old it's not in the annals anymore? Were all the best songs written in the 80s, 70s? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, it's just the old people, young people are like, no, we need some more hip-hop here. Uh, I can't do that. I'll break a, break a leg. All right, if you put it up, I'll sing it. If you don't. No, but I, I, I just want to do that. You know, yeah, let's just, let's just take a moment. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. This last prayer of restore us. Go ahead and search us, Lord. See if there's any hurtful way in us any point of unforgiveness that we have for others, any point of where we're at odds with another human, any sin that's within our lives that you've pointed out to us. We say today we don't want anything to stand in front of us, in between us in our walk with you. We want a full front, masked down relationship with you. Lord, convict us in a way that we remove these things from our lives permanently. And we say, forgive us for falling short of the glory of God. Make us like Jesus so that we can love better and bring life to those that are hurting. Amen. You got it? He did it. That's it. Look at that. Can you give me the verse? That's beautiful. All right. <clears throat> How many know this song? Just to old people. Well, I'm going to sing it to you. Here we go. I'm going to sing it over you. And then you guys will have to stand up on the chorus on the chorus, because it says, I stand in awe of you. Okay, here's, here's how it goes. Lord, as we stand before you, we're in awe of the work that you've done by sending your son Jesus to die on a cross for us so that we would have full access to your face. And Lord, as we come to the table this morning, we're reminded that you told us to remember you on the night before your crucifixion. And you said, this is my body given for you. Take and eat of it as you remember what I've done. So let's go ahead and take this bread this morning.
remembering that Jesus died for all of our sins so that we could come to him in any prayer and say, Lord, forgive me. Let's go ahead and do that. Can we put, before we take the cup, Jesus said this cup, the cup of blessing, the third, the third cup of the Passover. He says, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, the new will that states what our inheritance is now as children of God. And part of this inheritance is God answering prayers in a miraculous way. And we would be amiss this morning if we didn't express the hardest prayers that we have in our lives right now and ask the Lord to intervene on our behalf regarding them. So I want to think for a moment, what is it that you want restored in your life? Where are you stuck? And you're saying, Lord, I can't get past this. Where are you saying, use me, Lord? I'm not feeling the purpose of the gospel fully in my life. The Lord wants to answer us back and say, I poured out my life into you so that you would see the glory of the gospel. And so, Lord, we pause and we name these things. Go ahead and name them. You can, don't have to speak them out, but to under your breath, say, Lord, this is the area that I need that breakthrough. I need that miracle. I need your life to be poured into it. Okay, now, as we take the cup as a symbol of the remembrance that what Jesus did for us, along with it came the power of the gospel to accomplish things that are beyond what we can ask or imagine. So Lord, we thank you for your life that's represented in this cup. And we thank you for the answers to prayer that are already coming because we're now partnered with you in the heavenlies. In Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and take the cup this morning. Thank you, Lord. Okay, go ahead and be seated for one minute. I want to close this in prayer. Lord, I stand in awe of you looking back over my life, I've seen you do amazing things, not just in me, but I've seen thousands and thousands of prayers answered on behalf of other people. And Lord, in this moment, I just thank you that while some might have lifted up that prayer and said, oh boy, I wish I had the faith for that, that Lord, you would impart to them the spiritual gift of faith, that they could say yes. 
Surely God is on his way to accomplish this great thing. Lord, we speak it now and thank you that you're the all-powerful God, not the little one that we keep in our minds, but the one that fills the universe. Thank you that you have taught us and are teaching us to trust in you. We're expectant on what you're going to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. Are you there? All right. For those online, I'm signing off. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Hope to see you face to face in the future here, if you're in town, of course, <laughs> not somewhere else. God bless you. See you soon. <laughs>